0: Hey there, football fanatics and playoff enthusiasts. Welcome to Second Take, the podcast that dives deep into the heart of NFL action. I'm your host, Ryan, here with Roland today, and we're gearing up to take you through an epic journey through the upcoming NFL playoffs. Don't don't forget to miss out on the excitement. Subscribe now and get ready for the ultimate NFL playoff preview. This is Second Take, where every play deserves a second look. And without further ado, let's get started with our NFL playoffs in the NFC. We all know that the 49ers won that one seed. They have a bye, so they will not be playing this weekend. And that leads us to the two versus seven matchup Cowboys versus Packers. This year, Jordan Love started for the Packers. He had 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. Green Bay is the youngest team in NFL history to ever make it to the playoffs. So, Roland, how far do you think Dallas can go despite only beating two winning teams this season and playing green Bay in their first matchup?
1: It took every bone in my body to not pick green Bay. Okay. Um, the main reason why is Jordan love is playing fantastic. He's having an awesome campaign, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, to answer your question about Dallas, I have them penciled in as an NFC title spot. I said that week one, week two, so I'm just going to roll with it. Um, but I, I am semi-concerned because Dallas has a histri- history of choking. And this game has all the makings of a letdown for Dallas because Green Bay is just that, average, that slightly above average team. Right, They're averaging 22.5 points per game, which is 12th in the league, and 345 yards per game, which is 11th in the league. So they have a slightly above-average offense. Nothing elite, but nothing to just kind of write off. And then their defense only allows 20.5 points points per game and about 330 yards per game, uh, ranked 10th and 17th, respectfully, in those given categories. So their defense is also just slightly above-average. They're not necessarily weak in any area of their team, and that's why they they were able to make that late playoff surge. But at the end of the day, I have to go with Dallas because statistically, it's just not really even close. The Bolt, They have a top-five offense and a top-five defense. The only concern is what you alluded to with the fact that Dallas has really only beaten two teams
0: with the winning record so far this year. Yeah, I'm also going with Dallas over Green Bay, mostly due to Green Bay being really young. Like I said, youngest team to ever make the playoffs in the NFL. And their run defense is actually more suspect than I realized. I was looking at it, 28th in rush defense. And, you know, the Cowboys aren't necessarily an elite rushing team. They're 15th in rushing yards as a team. But they do have Tony Pollard, Pollard, and we know what he's capable of. And they have time to plan and game plan over this. Um, So I definitely had a hard time, too, with Dallas because I really feel like at some point they're going to have a letdown. But, you know, I just they were beating all the teams that they were supposed to beat for the most part. They had one hiccup against the Cardinals. So that made me feel good, at least uh, for them being able to win games they should win. And this is a game they definitely should win. And that's, you know, the biggest thing that I'm going with Dallas for is they have more experience than Green Bay. If it was the other way around, I might might have thought a little bit harder about this.
1: Uh, How do you expect it to be close? Do you expect it to be over under one touchdown?
0: Who are you taking in that scenario? If I had to pick, I'm going to go over. I feel like when Dallas wins, they also tend to win big. Um, For the most part, I could see this game easily being 10 to 13 points. I don't think the Packers are going to get blown out of the water. I think Jordan Love's really talented. Um, He's a great player. I think he'll keep the game close. Um, But I really just don't think Green Bay has the maturity yet or enough on their defensive side to, to take it from Dallas. I agree with that. It's really honestly just the age factor. Because
1: Green Bay has looked suspect at times throughout the season. But they've also looked like they, can, they could really beat anybody. That, third, that Thanksgiving game against Detroit is film that Dallas should watch. Because if they come out expecting to win, you know, home field advantage, playoff game, we've been here, we've done this, Green Bay can get you. as we saw on Thanksgiving against, da- against Detroit um so at the end of the day this game could get interesting but i'm going to take
0: the safe pick dallas wins by seven plus points yeah doesn't look like we have too much disagreement there yeah so we'll move on to uh what i think is a little bit more of an interesting game but before i ask you who you think is going to win um the lions versus the rams has a little bit of history in there right matthew stafford is retor- returning to Detroit, where he spent almost his whole career there before being traded to the Rams. And at the same time, the Lions' last playoff game at home was in 1994. And with Stafford coming back, should the Lions celebrate him at all with a tribute video, a mention, or should they just get down to business and play the game? I can see both sides. Right. Right. I would lean towards
1: giving him a tribute simply to not piss the guy off. Right? Maybe Stafford doesn't care uh, whether he gets a tribute or not, but I would err on the side of caution, give him a tribute, butter him up, make him feel good, so that maybe he loses a little bit of his edge, a little bit of his edge in that game. Right? If he comes out and he says, "Where the hell's my tribute?" And gets pissed. He could go for 400 yards on that pass defense. Because their defense in the secondary is terrible. And he could send them packing early. So I would err on the side of caution. Give him that tribute. Even though at the end of the day. He didn't really do much there. Winning wise. Um, and kind of. Maybe dole his edge a little bit. That's yeah. what I would recommend.
0: I kind of. I mostly dis- or mostly agree with you. I would just switch up the order a little bit. I think before the game, I would bring up and mention him. Maybe just have a picture and have the announcer say, you know, a few words, whatever. And then after the game, maybe have a tribute video like we've seen in the NBA before. Teams have done after the game. Um, that's kind of where I would lean towards. Um, but at the same time, maybe it does motivate your team as well. The Lions, yeah, said they did exactly. a tribute video for this guy. And like you said, maybe it takes the edge away a little bit from Stafford, makes him a little emotional from his time there. So, you know, it could be a competitive advantage. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do. But when it comes down to it, my
1: only downside to doing that is it could be a distraction Mm -hmm. for better or worse.
0: Right. But that's the only negative of doing it. And speaking of the football game, what do you think about this matchup? Lions and Rams. This is the game of the weekend for me.
1: This is the most interesting game. First off, Sean McVay deserves serious consideration for coach of the year. Heading into this season, I thought, as well as many people, thought that Los Angeles was a potential suitor for a top five pick, even though they probably they don't have that pick, I don't think. Who owns their pick this
0: year? I'm not sure. If anyone owns it, Owns it It would be Detroit from the Stafford trade. So if they still do owe them, that's who it's going to. Um, they might still have their picks. I don't remember how many exactly they gave up, but they might have their their own pick again this year. So whether or not it's their own or they give it to somebody else, they were a potential candidate for a top
1: five pick in this upcoming draft. I was definitely one of those people. Their over-under for the year was, I think, six and a half, and I is under, I believe. So I didn't really see this team coming out like this. So kudos to Sean McVay. He deserves serious consideration for coach of the year. Um, this this matchup is so interesting because they're basically the same team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. L.A. boasts a top 10 offense, averaging 24 points per game and 360 yards per game, ranked 8th and 7th in the league, respect, respect, er, respectively. And their red zone scoring offense is like their bright spot. Whenever they get in the red zone, they end up scoring touchdowns 64% of the time, which is fourth in the National Football League. The defense side of the ball, however, is the glaring weakness, right? They're ranked 20th in overall defensive efficiency, allowing 22.2 points per game, which is 19th, and 337 yards per game. Um, And their pass defense is, is very suspect. Detroit is basically the superior version of LA on the offensive side of the ball, right? They average 27 points per game, which is fifth in the National Football League. And they average almost 400 yards per game, 394, which is third in the league. And we all know that they have a very balanced attack. They have two of the most talented running backs um, in David Montgomery and Jamar Gibbs. And then they have weapons galore on the receiving end one of the best tight ends in the football with laporta um amon st brown one of the better wideouts so they definitely have a plethora on offense but much like being a better version on offense compared to la they are a worser version on defense Mm -hmm. you know they are one of the worst defensive teams
0: in the nfl and that's what makes this
1: this matchup interesting
0: yeah it'll also be interesting to see because i know laporta got hurt in their last game they're not for sure if he's gonna play or not yet we probably won't know till kickoff because it's the playoffs so that's definitely something to watch as well that's a big piece for detroit uh but like you said i mean Lions top five offense um the funny thing about their defense is they were second in yards allowed rushing so solid rush defense very yeah, defense tw- on the 20 right 27th in the passing game so just night and day on those two sides and that scares me a little bit because on the other side the rams have matthew stafford puka nukua and cooper cup so Mm -hmm. the rams could absolutely eat this day but at the same time like you said the rams have the 20th best pass defense so it's not great either And the Lions have the second-best pass offense. So can the Rams, even though they might be able to score, will they even be able to stop Detroit? This game will have the most fireworks. It will be the highest-scoring playoff game, I believe. And when it comes down to it, i got to go with the Lions. I just don't think the Rams' pass defense is good enough to get the job done versus the second-best passing team. So ultimately, I just think the Lions' offense overall is more well-rounded And that will help push them to beat the Rams, who will be able to throw it, but they don't nearly run it quite the same. But fireworks, for sure.
1: My heart wants to say that the lovable losers in Detroit will get their long-awaited playoff victory. I mean, it's been 30 freaking years. This team has been the worst team in football since I've been watching it them in Cleveland, but Cleveland has had some playoff success recently. This is literally the first time I've seen Detroit in the playoffs. And I want them to win so badly. But (laughs) my gut says Stafford will crash the party. Mm. Los Angeles Rams will win on a game-winning touchdown slash field goal drive to end the game. I really think what it's going to come down to is who has the ball at the end. And my gut says the Rams are going to win the coin toss. They're going to elect to either defer or receive. And the game's just going to work out to the point where they get the ball left with three minutes left. And the lions defense can't stop a nosebleed. So, you know, 35, 32, 40 to 37, whatever you think the score is, it'll probably be higher, (laughs) but I'm going to guess that the Rams win on a game winning drive.
0: I think, I think this is also kind of funny because I remember at the start of the year, you had a hard time picking Detroit to win the division for the exact same reasons that you just kind of said. They just sucked for so long, man. Yeah. But fair, fair uh, enough to the Lions. They have a new culture now, different head coach. Uh, but it is their first time in the playoffs with this group. So this will be, you know, first-time thing, first-time test. Usually teams don't go in their first year go and go win it. That's kind of true for all sports. They usually need at least a year of experience before they get the ball rolling. But um, my my I thing just, is, is, out yeah. of all the
1: teams that I want to root for, Detroit's the one I want to root for. Mm-hmm. So it hurts me to say this, but I can't go against my gut because my gut's been pretty freaking awesome this year so far.
0: I think it's also so, <laughs> Okay then. Okay, we'll see what happens here to end hey, the look. season. But I mean, I think it's also worth mentioning uh Jared Goff played for the Rams too and they I know it's they it's uh, just perfect. they sent him the over matchup. to that side. Like this, this matchup game, just has all the storylines. It's th- the yeah. must-watch one of the weekend? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you. This is going to be the most fun game to watch of the whole first round. Like, yeah. If you like scoring, If you like rivalries, you know, old um, old friends, maybe some bad blood there. Who really knows? But um, definitely will be a thing for sure. And then moving on to the last game on the NFC side, we have the Bucks versus the Eagles. And this game has become a lot more interesting to end the season. The Bucks have been about. You know, they're nine and eight. They've been about that team all season. But the Eagles have lost five of their last six. Are they real contenders or do you think they're starting to fizzle out a little bit? This game, this matchup is all about the momentum, right?
1: Tampa Bay does have home field advantage. Um, As far as the stats go, Tampa Bay kind of has a below average offense scoring and yards per game wise. They do have a pretty decent passing offense. But they're only putting up 20 and a half points per game, and they're only scoring or they're only putting up about 315 yards per game. So that's 20th and 23rd in the league, respectively. On defense, however, they are pretty good on their scoring defense. They're only allowing 19 points a game, which is seventh, but they're, put, they're allowing 340 yards per game. What that tells me is their red zone defense is elite. They're stopping people on long drives and making them settle for field goals than scoring touchdowns. Um, so they definitely have the more well-rounded defense, even though the yardage is kind of concerning. Um, it basically comes down to the Bucks have a, a pretty mediocre offense, but a solid defense, and the Eagles have an elite-level offense with a terrible defense. Right. They're scoring 25 and a half points per game. They're putting 350 plus yards per game, but they're allowing 25 points per game and 350 yards per game. Right. So whatever their offense does, their defense allows. And that's why teams like the commanders, you know, are able to hang with them. So it's very interesting because of how terrible that Philadelphia Eagles defense is. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. Uh the Eagles defense are ranked 30th um in scoring points allowed, uh 31st in pass defense, which is second to last, and 10th in rushing defense. The Bucks are interesting cuz they have the 5th best rush defense but the 29th best pass defense. So they're not yeah. a great no, passing defending team, but like you said, they definitely get stops when they need to, which is very important. It's also worth mentioning. I mean, the Bucks have the 32nd best rush offense, which is dead last, terrible. But they have the 17th best passing offense in terms of yards. Um, so that's basically how they score all of their points. And going against this Eagles secondary, I think Baker, because you know they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still. I yeah. think Baker Mayfield may just be able to make something happen. I'm honestly. Because both teams have bad pass defense, but I have no trust in the Eagles. They've lost five of their last six. They lost to the Giants and the Cardinals to end their season. Plus, Jalen Hurts dislocated his finger last week. And A.J. Brown hurt his knee. I'm sure they're both going to play, but they're both hurt. And if they have to rely on their passing game against this Tampa Bay team, that could potentially affect that, even though Tampa Bay's 29th in pass defense. Because Tampa Bay can stop the run. And, you know, depending on how those guys are feeling, might not work out well for Philadelphia. So I'm going with Tampa Bay to beat the Eagles. I didn't think Tampa Bay was that great all year, but here I am having them winning a first-round playoff matchup.
1: Tampa Bay, now the scoring defense might be skewed because the division they played in was so terrible. So logically... The eye test, the quarterback, the overall roster construction, and even some of the statistical metrics tell me that Philadelphia should win this game. But I got to go with my gut. Tampa Bay wins by three. Ah, There we go. There we go. There you go. Philly, even though they went through a gauntlet of a schedule towards the end of the year, they kind of showed their true colors. And they let teams like Tampa Bay hang around. And if you do that in a
0: playoff atmosphere on the road, you might get gone. Yeah, I don't see this game being a blowout by any means. I think it will be close, but I really I've just lost so much faith in the Eagles like the last couple of the weeks. You can't be losing because there are teams that have peaked to end the season and teams that have fallen off. The Eagles are a team that's fallen off. You're right. There Tampa Bay's teams, the opposite side. They've won yeah. five of the last six. Yeah, and we've seen teams like the Bills had a struggle and they bounced back. The 49ers had a struggle and they bounced back. But that was early in the year and they finished the year playing a lot better. The Eagles felt like they peaked early to mid, middle of the season. And ever since then, they have not looked like the same team, not even for one of these weeks. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with another gut
1: pick here uh, because, you know, as far as the eye test goes in the overall roster construction, you should pick Philly and just call it a day. Go with the safe pick. Whatever, dude. My gut tells me Tampa Bay wins on a game-winning field goal or in a close game. They maybe come up with a big stop in the red zone type vibe. And they do have home field advantage, and that's nothing to kind of scoff at. So, yeah, Tampa Bay, the underdog again
0: for me. Okay. Moving on to the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens with the one seed. They have a bye the first week, and that means the two versus seven matchup is the Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I I have some thoughts on this game, but let me let me hear really? what, what you got first. You have thoughts on this game? I have thoughts on this game. This is the easiest one for me.
1: Mm. Uh, let's keep it simple, right? Buffalo really let everyone down the first half of the year, and they looked like they might even miss the playoffs. Ever since that big win against Dallas, they have looked like the best team in football. Outside of maybe Baltimore. So it's easy for me. They have momentum. Their offense is actually working, whereas Pittsburgh has the worst offense in the NFL. Somehow they made it to the freaking playoffs. So kudos to Mike Tomlin and that defense. Great. But that offense, if they're, if, If Buffalo scores more than 20 points, the game's over. So, to me, I think Buffalo wins by a touchdown or more. I don't really think Pittsburgh has enough. they They would have to come up with the most insane scheme to win this game because they are so handicapped on offense. That's just how it is. Okay. So, unless Buffalo wets the bed again and turns back the clock to the first half of the year, and starts losing games like they did to the Jets, and Josh Allen throws four interceptions. Which the, there is a world where that happens because it's happened. Mm-hmm. He he would have to revert back to that for Buffalo to have a chance to win. You know, what I mean, that's still not even guaranteed at that point. So
0: because of how bad that offense is, it's so bad. So 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 here's my thing. Obviously, the Bills by the numbers honestly look like one of the best three teams in the best NFL, in yeah. just based on numbers, right? I test, we know that they're inconsistent and they have their off days, which really hurt them in their midseason struggle. But they're currently, right, six in points per game, fourth in points allowed. Steelers were 28th in points per game. They did, however, have the 13th best rushing offense. They have two very capable running backs in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Um, both kind of a one, two punch, really their only offense. They started Mason Rudolph the last three games of the season, and I believe he went three and O for them in the last three games. Um, so a different QB, it didn't necessarily change a ton in the passing offense, but it helped, um, it helped them out for sure. Having a guy who wasn't turning it over and could at least have some sort of consistency, uh, Steelers six and points allowed. Uh, Steelers are bend but don't break kind of defense because they were 17th and pass 19th in rush so they would give up yards because stops in the red zone similar uh, to Tampa Bay yeah, yeah. likely though no TJ Watt it's for them he might might be able to play but my thing isn't even about Pittsburgh my thing in this game is about Josh Allen Josh Allen cannot turn over the ball three times or more Or the Steelers are just going to run the ball and run the clock. And I think they have a chance to win because of that. I'm going with the Bills. I go with the Bills to win this game. That's who I'm picking. Likely no what for the Steelers. They're going to need to force turnovers and run the clock. But I think if Josh Allen has three or four turnovers, this game is going to get scary for the Buffalo Bills. Because if the Steelers can control the clock in time of possession and score off of those turnovers... I'm just saying, I I think the number is three. He can't, he has to, he can't, has to keep it to two turnovers or less. And I like the Buffalo bills to win this game.
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you because the only world in which Buffalo or Pittsburgh wins this game is if they turn Buffalo over more than two times, Mm -hmm. they have to follow the New York jets blueprint week one type vibe. Make Josh Allen play here or make ball. Josh Allen throw more touchdowns to your corner than he does to Stefan Dix. Right. Mm-hmm. And it could happen a war, that's the thing. It, no, yeah. It could happen because this Mike Tomlin's an excellent coach. Um, they're they're well coached. Pittsburgh is excellently coached. Yeah. And a good scheme against Josh Allen can make him, you know, a suspect suspect at best in the ball security aspect of things. Mm-hmm. So I am rolling with Buffalo because they have the momentum. They've looked like world beaters as of late, but you can't count out Mike Tomlin simply because Josh Allen, Josh Allen's kryptonite is a good defensive
0: screen scheme. So uh, absolutely. But. And like, to be fair, I mean, I have the bills making the AFC championship game on this side. So I do, I do like them. I do like this team. I don't necessarily though. Trust Josh Allen. Cause he led the NFL in turnovers this year. I think he's like really good. Year. Yeah. But I don't think, I just feel like there's going to be a game in the playoffs where they just lose because he, he turns it, it over too much. And he, and is the this thing that is, game? Yeah. The thing is, he might have a fantastic game statistically and everywhere else. He might have touchdowns. He might have yards, but the turnovers might just hurt them. I mean, Buffalo's got saved a bit by their defense throughout the year because I believe they have a positive turnover differential, one of the best in the NFL, actually. So, their defense has helped out a lot in that aspect, but if their defense doesn't get turnovers when he's turning it over, it's not a pretty sight for the Bills. So,
1: Going with Buffalo, but damn it if frickin' Josh Allen wets it again,
0: dude. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about where he ranks. That's so. true. Okay, moving on to another good matchup on this side in the AFC. We have the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: This one's interesting for multiple reasons. Kansas City has struggled offensively for the first time since Patrick Mahomes started playing football for them. Uh, They're only averaging just under 22 points per game, 21.8 points per game, which is right in the middle, 15th in the league. I mean, it's not right in the middle, but pretty much. They are, however, racking up quite a bit of yards, 351 per game, which is top 10, uh, in the national football league. So what that tells me is they just can't score, uh, in the red zone. They can't, they get, they settle for field goals rather than touchdowns. Um, and they have absolutely no volume given to the run game. Statistically, their, their yards per attempt is actually pretty high. So when they do run the ball, it's a lot of explosive plays. They just give it, they never hand the ball off. They, they don't really have a lot of balance on offense. um, And that's what kind of scares me. However, their defense is truly elite, again, for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. Right? They're ranking top five in almost every statistical category. They're only allowing 17 points per game, which is second in the NFL. And they're only allowing 289 yards per game, which is second in the NFL. So statistically, they have a top three, top five defense. Miami, on the other end, is the exact opposite. They have a top three offense. We've known that since the beginning of the year. They're scoring almost 30 points per game. They lead the league in yards per game with 401. Uh, But their defense is trash, right? They're allowing 23 points per game. They're allowing 318 yards per game, which is 10th. But again, they've been playing a lot of their front runners. Miami's front runners all year. Have they had a meaningful win? Dallas, that might be it. So. They only have one quality win in four or five primetime showings. And in a game where it's pretty even split statistically, right, it's an elite defense versus an elite offense. Give me Patrick Mahomes. So Kansas City
0: wins this one in my book. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, if we know one thing about them, Patrick Mahomes will be ready, and Andy Reid is going to have a great game plan for this game. He's a great coach. I think the Chiefs offensively are going to be ready, right? like you said about a mid uh offense overall they f- did finish sixth in passing offense most of that those to tight ends or running backs uh because of the lack of the receivers being productive they only had one guy yeah, who was have, even good they ter- they're terrible yeah I mean, that they, they had rice they relying and heavily else. on a rookie wide receiver that's not like
1: elite caliber rookie wide receiver you know
0: yeah yeah it's pretty good but he's really the only reliable guy um that's what scares me oh yeah but and then you know, Dolphins give up 22 points allowed, 15th pass defense. So I think the Chiefs have a chance to score on Miami. Plus, Miami has a uh, a lot of defensive injuries in this heading into this game. They just lost Bradley Chubb. Their number two corner Holland might not be able to play. So there's a world where they're missing even more guys. So I think the Chiefs might just be able to survive on offense in this game. Um, the Dolphins, like you said, their first pass offense, sixth rush six and rushing as well the chiefs on defense the one weakness on their defense is their 18th and rush defense so yards given up um is their one thing they've been another they but they've been really good overall second in points allowed um i'm picking kansas city to win this game because i believe they will have a good game plan and they'll be able to beat the beat up miami defense and the k KC defense will bend and not break. However, if Miami wants to win this game, I think they need to run the ball. Well, yes, control the clock and take shots off of play action passes. Mm-hmm. It'll give their defense. Agree. It'll give their defense a rest and help make the Casey offense just sit longer, be colder. Um, because like I said, the one weakness on the KC defense is the rushing yards given up. So, <clears throat> so I think, you know, run the ball, take your deep shots because you're running the ball good, control the clock. You give yourself a chance, but I'm still going with Casey. I a hundred percent agree. They're gonna have to kind of
1: change their style of run. They're gonna they're, of play. They're gonna be they're gonna have to be more run heavy. And the thing is, is they got the horses to do it. Oh yeah. Mostert, so A chain. They really need to kind of change their identity specifically for this game if they want to win it. And there is a world where that happens. I just, we have yet to see it from Miami, really. Because every time they match up against a quality opponent, they end up losing. Mm -hmm. So
0: that's why I'm going with Kansas City. But there is a world
1: where they just decide to feed the ball to their running backs, run Kansas City's, run down Kansas City's throat, and make a suspect offense, especially receiving-wise, beat you. You know,
0: because Patrick Mahomes can't throw it to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be good. I I don't have concerns about Mahomes, and like, you know, because if Miami runs the ball well, they're still gonna have their deep passes that are available to them that they want to have anyways, right? Like I'm sure Waddle will play, uh, even though he's been hurt. I'm, you know, they're gonna have Tyreek. They're going to have that chance still. They just have to start the game running the ball and controlling the clock. That's a big thing. If they can't do that to start the game, this game might be over pretty early, to be honest. I agree. They're going to definitely have to play from ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then moving on to the last game in the AFC, the Texans versus the Browns. And I think this really comes down to... Do you believe in C.J. Stroud as a star or Joe Flacco and the Browns defense in this game? Why can't I believe in both? You know, (laughs) well, only one team can win. They can both play well. Only one team can win. In my opinion, this might be the second most intriguing wild card game.
1: I know you got Kansas City, Miami sitting right there definitely la versus detroit because of the storylines are the is, that's the best wild card matchup mm. like i i don't care what anybody else says but this one has the making of being really interesting or really really a a snooze fest i think it goes one way i think it it's either going to be really interesting or it's just going to be a blowout there's not going to be that whole uh it was pretty entertaining and then one team pulled away now it's going to either be a Freaking blowout from the beginning or just an intense matchup the entire way. Um, CJ Stroud has solidified himself in my book as the greatest rookie quarterback ever. Because he took a team that was anus at the beginning of the year. And they won the division. Are you kidding me? What the heck happened to Jacksonville? That's a different video. Um, Collapse. And this Cleveland Browns defense, even though the last... Half of the season, they allowed a little bit more points um, than they could kind of have all year, maybe because their offense was so terrible. Uh, It really is kind of truly special. Top three in my book. Um, Houston is kind of similar to Green Bay. They're young, and they don't have a true weakness. They're just slightly above average with 22.2 points per game, which is 13th and 342 yards per game. And they allow teams to score about 21 points per game which is 11th and throw or and rack up about 330 yards of total offense which is 14th so very similar to Green Bay and the fact that they're just slightly above average numerically they just have a terrible run defense or run offense mm-hmm. it's non existent so they are very heavily reliant on CJ Stroud's decision making and it's paid off for him so far but in my opinion, it might be the end of the road for Houston.
0: You brought up a great point um, that I want to touch on a little bit deeper. So the Texans have the seventh best pass offense in the NFL this season. Mm-hmm. And the Browns have the first best pass defense, defense in the NFL it's this season. So it, that's why, in my opinion, in order for Houston to win this game, C.J. Stroud has to be a star for them to win. The Texans aren't a great rushing team, uh, but they're great with the pass, but they're going against the best pass defense in the NFL and they're missing some weapons on the outside. No tank Dell. I think they have another wide out, out for Houston. So they're down a few guys and you know, I'm going with the Browns to win this game. I think the Texans are still a very good young team. I just don't think they have enough around CJ Stroud at this point to advance past such an elite pass defense. That's really what I think it's going to come down to, um, is that matchup right there is what I'm going to be watching for because I don't think the Texans are going to be able to run that great, and C.J. Stroud is going to have to be an absolute superstar in his first playoff game for them to get past the hump of the Cleveland Browns. C.J. Stroud's going to have to almost be perfect, Mm -hmm.
1: and that's the problem. With With a defense as good as Cleveland's, You're bound to make a mistake. Um, And the Cleveland's offense, even though it's been really suspect for most of the year, they found something in Flacco. He's risen from the dead somehow. This team has looked truly scary on both sides of the ball. Um, They rank 10th in total points per game, which is higher than Houston. And they also have a, a significantly better defense than most teams do in the NFL. So I'm going to go with the more experienced group in Cleveland uh, to go into Houston, which is a young team who's kind of overachieved, Yeah, very similar to Green Bay, and take care of business. But
0: my heart wants Houston to win. My heart wants
1: Houston to win.
0: It'd be way more fun if Green Bay... And Houston won. I mean, unless Joe Flacco had a Super Bowl run, that'd be kind of crazy. That'd but, be the most insane thing ever. But otherwise, if the Browns aren't going to the Super Bowl, let me see more of CJ Stroud. Let me see more of Jordan Love. That's definitely the more fun option, I think, especially For sure. with these young teams. But I just I don't think they have enough quite yet. I think the Texans need a little more. I think you know, Packers need a little bit more. As an analyst, I cannot say that Green Bay or
1: Houston will win. As a fan, that's what I want to happen. Please. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: unfortunately,
1: I I think that little magic fairy tale story of Houston season is going to come to an end rather soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, and shout out. I think both coaches, Texans and Browns, uh, head coaches should be in consideration for Coach of the Year because Browns have all the injuries. And then the Texans, like we talked about before you brought it up. No one thought they would be good. They won like two games last year. So both of those guys should definitely finish top three, maybe with Sean McVay. Um definitely some good coaching jobs out there that led to the playoffs. Yeah. So and, that's gonna probably be the most intriguing
1: uh award race outside of maybe rookie of the year, if you wanna if you wanna argue Puka.
0: Yeah, he also got Detroit, Sam LaPorta was pretty good as yeah, well. Sam but LaPorta. Mike Tomlin. I mean, the mere fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the, in the You could talk about him for Coach of the Year. Yeah, you could talk There's about him for Coach of the Year, too.
1: More than half the teams that are in the playoffs should have a, a Coach of the Year candidate on their side of the ball. Cleveland, you freaking Deshaun Watson sucks. And <laughs> then he bails out on the season. Oh, so yeah, you go and get hurt. Joe Flacco, and all of a sudden you're winning more football games. You know, Pittsburgh doesn't have an offense, and Mike Tomlin's still able to win. Yeah, Houston, like you said, they suck. Sam Laporta has turned a poverty franchise around to this. What is it? They're in the third seed?
0: Are they the third? They are.
1: NFC winning the division for the first time in a billion years. So, you know, lots of candidates on that side of the award bracket.
0: Yeah, and honestly... Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay might be the two least talented teams in the playoffs, but definitely Pittsburgh. They 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 take that for sure. So Tomlin getting some credit for sure, something we have to do. Um, and then moving on, because we just went through the first round of the playoffs, but everyone probably wants to know, who do you think will win it all? Who will win the Super Bowl? Are the one seeds that we talked about even going to be a part of the conversation? Um, Roland. What's the rest of your playoffs looking like? And what's your Super Bowl p- prediction?
1: I'm going to toot my own horn here a little bit. Week three, there was a video. And you can go back, if, unless I deleted it for some stupid reason. But I said that the Ravens should be considered the favorite in the AFC after three weeks. They were two and one. I think they'd just come off beating the Bengals. Um, and I said, you know what? I think they should be the favorites. I do not get the vibe of what's going down with Kansas City. They just can't really pass the ball because the receivers can't catch. And Josh Allen is a turnover machine. So I'm going to go with Baltimore, even though they have historically flopped in the playoffs as of late. Ever since that Joe Flacco run, they have underperformed, to say the least, in the playoffs. After week one, I said either Dallas or San Francisco is going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't see anything that's changed that. So I'm going the number one seeds. I know it's boring, but I've been saying it the entire year. San Francisco versus Baltimore. And I think in the rematch, San Francisco actually
0: beats them. Mm. That's my pick. San Francisco.
1: Heading into week one.
0: Okay, okay. I was pretty similar to you um, in terms of who I picked to make it to the Super Bowl. I'll say right now, I picked the, um, well, let me go through a little bit what I was thinking about the playoffs first. So, you know, I had 49ers versus Bucks obviously 49ers, Cowboys, Lions. I actually liked the Lions uh, just because they got absolutely screwed on their two-point conversion earlier this year. uh, And that NFL ref crew doesn't get to do the playoffs because of that call. So I think the Lions would be super hungry for that game. And at some point, the Cowboys will flop. But then ultimately, I had the Niners beating the Lions just because I don't think the Lions' defense is at that point. So I have the Niners on that side. Um, I had Ravens versus Browns. I pick Ravens, Bills, and Chiefs. I think uh, the Bills get over that Kansas City hump that they've um, experienced at times in the past. And that was a harder game for me, was Ravens versus Bills because something deep down inside of me really wanted to pick the Buffalo Bills. But I just don't trust Josh Allen to not have one game where he just turns the ball over too much. Yep. I just I couldn't quite do it. I wanted to pick them because they're another team that's playing their best football at the end of the season. But I went with the Ravens because of that, because I said if there was a game on their way to the Super Bowl where he would do that, it'd be against this Ravens defense. So I went Ravens versus Niners, the one seeds, a little bit boring. But I actually went with the Ravens to win um, in the matchup because I know the Ravens beat them once already, and it's hard to beat a team twice. And honestly, these teams' statistics were very similar and comparable. Um, I believe it was the Niners had the better rush defense, the Ravens had the better pass defense, but besides that, you know, basically the same team, surprisingly. Um, And so my X factor in this game was the fact that Lamar Jackson is the QB for the Ravens. I think he's better than Brock Purdy. I like him better than Purdy. Um, And I think whether they make him play QB and throw the ball or they say, hey, we're going to make you run the ball against a really good rush defense, I think he's going to find a way to beat them. I think he's going to be super hard to game plan against. He's super focused this year. So I got the Ravens beating the Niners in that rematch. Well, I mean, I can't hate it Um,
1: for all of those listening. Yes, it's a boring pick. It's probably the right one. Um, I am more nervous about Baltimore falling earlier in the playoffs than I am San Francisco. Mm -hmm. But if they were to play each other, I can definitely see a world where the the Niners come up short. Because in typical San Francisco fashion, they always tend to come up just short. They get close. You know, ever since uh, Steve Young retired, that's pretty much how it's been. Mm-hmm. The whole Super Bowl with uh, Colin Kaepernick, just short, right? <laughs> against Baltimore, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, the Super Bowl against Kansas City, one overthrow away from winning the Super Bowl, right? Multiple years in the, A- in the NFC Championship game, Uh, They were one drop pass away against the Rams. Right. Uh, Last year. Well, they had no QBs got injured in the quarterback, (laughs) so it wasn't really close. But I mean, you know what I mean? They're just they've been knocking on the door for so much over the past decade. I just think it's finally time that they stop knocking and they start pushing it over. And they have the most talented roster in football. Just all around. They, the Ravens have a better quarterback, but in every other position on the offensive side of the ball, the Niners are better. And defensively, they are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So can Lamar Jackson have the craziest playoff run, play craziest NFL campaign that he will probably ever do? That'd be awesome to see. So I'm just really going with San Francisco because they've been my pick since week one.
0: Yeah. So and catchy. fair enough, I mean, you, you got you to gotta stick with it, man. If you're right for the whole season, pretty impressive, not going to lie. But, I mean, I also think it'd be really fun to see Lamar win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I think and so. And all the people who hate on him, even still to today, saying he can't throw or he's not a good Q quarterback, it's like, what can you really say now at this point, right? Like, if he goes out and he wins the Super Bowl for Baltimore and he beats everyone else's favorite team, I also think that'd be really fun to watch. I definitely think Lamar still carries that edge with him, right? He's been super focused all year. Every interview I've seen him done. He's like, Hey, I agree. you know, it's just one game. I want to focus on next week. He's taking it step by step at a time. And, you know, I, I really think this is the year the Ravens with Lamar get over the hump. I
1: mean, he is your league MVP.
0: Most likely. So.
1: But yeah, yeah. that's going to be a heck of a game. Um, if you had to go with someone else on either side of the bracket, who would you go with as a possible alternate matchup? I think this is going to be the matchup, but f- for entertainment's sake. Yeah. Who is the second most likely in the NFC and the second most likely in the AFC in your opinion? To
0: make My number two alternate game would be the Bills versus the Lions. Um, I think Buffalo's currently playing like the third best team in the NFL. Like I said, they ended on a crazy hot streak. They're playing really well. Um, if Josh Allen, you know, manages his turnovers and still plays well, I think the bills are super scary, just as scary as Baltimore, just as scary as San Fran, just because when their QBs not turning it over and playing good, man, that's, that's, that's another beast to just stop in general. Um. And then I also went with the Lions just because I don't believe in Dallas. And I think, like I said, the rematch, the Lions get over the hump. Um, I just think their culture is awesome. Their coach is great. They're a really tough team, right? They're resilient. Um, Just kind of lacking on that pass defense side. But if they can find a way to just manage it and not get destroyed in the pass game, I think they would also have a chance to make it.
1: Yeah, my alternate... Excluding both of those teams, Baltimore and San Francisco, I'm actually going to go Kansas City, Dallas,
0: mm, Kansas City. Okay. Uh, I know. I Kansas feel like City you've hated on looked, them
1: a lot this look, year. I've
0: hated on them a lot. Okay.
1: Rightfully so. Cause they can't catch a football. Yeah. So they have Patrick Mahomes. It's true. They do. I, you can never count him out. He's our Tom Brady only honestly more talented And Dallas is the most well-balanced team outside of San Francisco on the NFC side of the bracket. And I also picked them as going to the NFC title game week two. Mm -hmm. So it's another one of those can't back out now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that would be my alternate matchup. Again, I don't really see it happening because I see that two sides have absolute juggernauts. The AFC has one or two teams that could maybe dethrone uh, Baltimore. But I don't see anybody on on the NFC side of the ball if the Niners are healthy. Yeah. Beating that team. The the only thing that beats that team is health.
0: Hmm. And to be fair, so Patrick Mahomes has made it to the AFC Championship game every year of his career, and that's been a for-sure thing. So if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, he's in the Final Four regardless. Um, so I can't I can't hate that too much. My thing is, I actually think it'd be kind of crazy if Dallas, after having two wins against teams with winning records all year, all of a sudden winning three games three against teams games. with winning records. I think that would be kind of crazy to be honest. Um, sure. which is why I just I have a hard time with Dallas. I think they'll win their first playoff game, but after that I'd, I don't really have as much faith or belief in them. Well, I have Detroit losing the first round. You did, yeah. You picked so of the, Rams. the
1: pathway to is easy. NFC title game for Dallas is easy. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so does, that's why I pick. mean, so you don't think one of the other teams could even beat San Francisco before they? I mean, you said you think they only get beat late. You don't think anyone else, other of those teams, have a chance? better than Dallas you think Dallas is the second best chance I don't even think Dallas has a chance <laughs> let's be honest I mean when they played what happened?
1: it's oh, literally yeah. health this is if one effect. of their stars goes down then they're vulnerable if McCaffrey Debo Iuke Kittle and Purdy are all healthy and their defense Warner Bosa name everybody else is healthy and ready to go
0: the only team that has a punter's chance is Baltimore. Mm, I see. I mean, yeah, and like I said, I mostly agree with you. The only thing I the only team I I think I would add to that would be Buffalo. Um, but they're a more of a what if. I definitely think they're like slightly below those other two teams, but it's kind of where I'm looking at. Um any last thoughts on the playoffs? No, I think it's gonna be a
1: wild ride. Um it's gonna a be a lot of fun in the first round. The second and third rounds aren't going to be as fun, in my opinion, if it goes the way that I see it going. And then the Super Bowl could be an all-time matchup.
0: Absolutely. We want to thank everyone who tuned in to to listen to our playoff preview. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Second Take. And if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead, give us a like, rate us five stars if you like what you hear. And until next time.